Welcome to this special Letters to Women summer mini-series to celebrate the release of my brand new book, Sisterhood, Giving and Receiving the Gift of Friendship, which is published by Our Sunday Visitor. Inside the book, you're going to find a practical guide for discerning, developing, and keeping authentic friendship as a woman in today's world. So whether you're in a great place with the women in your life or you are not feeling very confident at all, each and every one of us has some room to grow in the art of friendship. Inside this book, you'll also encounter stories along the way from women who share their personal experience with friendship. And these real talks are on everything from hospitality to friendship and seasons of transition, and they show the true diversity of what authentic sisterhood looks like. In this series on friendship, I'm sitting down with a woman and a friend who contributed a reflection on friendship to the book to get to know her better. And you'll hear these women read their real talk witnesses out loud, like an audiobook, and then we're fielding your questions on friendship that you've submitted via email and on Instagram. Listen through to the end of today's episode for some more details on upcoming friendship topics and how you can submit your question for a chance to win a signed copy of the sisterhood book. This episode of the Letters to Women podcast is sponsored by the Little Catholic Box. The Little Catholic Box is a quarterly subscription box for Catholic women. Each quarter, they curate beautiful and functional Catholic items around a spiritual theme. It is so much fun to be a subscriber and a blessing to artists, creators, and small businesses whose items are featured. New subscription signups are currently closed, but they do have a number of individual items that are available that are unlike anything that you've seen. They collaborate with other Catholic businesses to create unique new products meant to celebrate our faith. If you ever need a thoughtful and uncommon gift for a Catholic friend, family member, or a loved one, be sure to see what's available at thelittlecatholicbox.com. And don't forget to visit thelittlecatholicbox.com slash letters to check out this month's Letters to Women bonus. They are offering something different each month for Letters to Women listeners, so head to thelittlecatholicbox.com slash letters to see what this month's bonus is. In today's episode of the series, I'm sitting down with Elizabeth Varga. Elizabeth is the recipe developer and photographer behind the blog Elizabeth's Table. And she was born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio. She studied economic consulting and business analytics at Indiana University and currently lives in Ohio. In her free time when she's not cooking for her blog, Elizabeth enjoys drinking coffee, eating bananas, working out, listening to podcasts, and attending mass. She's passionate about living a healthy lifestyle, sharing the message about how food and faith intertwine and serving others through food. You're going to recognize Elizabeth's voice from a past episode of the podcast, A Letter to the Woman Struggling with Body Image, which I'm going to link in today's show notes so you can get to know Elizabeth's story as a Catholic woman and also hear her reflections on the feminine genius. When you open the new sisterhood book, you're going to find Elizabeth's reflection on friendships that grow online. And that kicks off the chapter on navigating the digital world when it comes to our friendships with other women. Elizabeth, welcome to the special Letter Storm miniseries. It's so good to sit down with you again on the podcast. Thanks, Chloe. I am so happy to be here. So when we sat down for that episode back in early 2020, your website was called The Plant-Based Catholic, but that name's changed. So tell me a little bit more about your new website name, Elizabeth's Table, and what the mission is of of your website. Yeah. So at the end of last year, at the end of 2021, I made the decision to change my name for the website from The Plant-Based Catholic to at Elizabeth's Table. And the reason that I did this is because I realized that I had people coming to my blog, to my website, who maybe weren't Catholic, but they were Christian, they were interested in the relationship between food and faith. And I had people that weren't all in for 100% plant-based diet that I could still reach these people. Um, And so I decided to change the name a little bit, make it a little bit broader, soften the edges a little bit, if you will. And yeah, try to reach as many people as I can with this message about food and faith. I love following you on social media and I also get your emails and every time something floats across my inbox or I'll log on to Instagram and see a reel that you've made, it's like, ah, now I know what to add to my grocery shopping list for this week because they're so good. Your recipes are so good. Oh, thank you. 
Today, we're going to kick off our time together by hearing about how your blog and a podcast that never came to be was the start of a friendship. And I'm so excited to hear you read the story that you shared in the Sisterhood book. During the summer of 2018, I had just started my blog. Uh, At the time, it was called The Plant-Based Catholic. And I had only a few months worth of recipes and posts on my site. My blog wasn't getting high traffic, so I was very surprised one day when I got an email from a girl named Lauren. She had found my website and read about my desire to talk about the relationship between food and faith. Unbeknownst to me, Lauren had been praying for the past few months, wrestling with this feeling of wanting to start a podcast. She was looking for a place to share her ideas as she grew in her Catholic faith. In May, Lauren prayed a novena, asking the Lord for a sign that she should start a podcast. She very specifically asked to see a yellow rose for yes and a red rose for no. The last day of the novena was her brother's graduation from high school, at which there were a plethora of both red and yellow roses. She was confused, but was soon consoled by a friend who said that the Lord sometimes doesn't answer novenas. But in this situation, God didn't answer because Lauren already knew the answer. She wanted to start a podcast. She started writing and organizing for the podcast to launch at the end of summer. In July, Lauren was scrolling through Instagram and came across my plant-based Catholic page. She saw my email and immediately contacted me. Lauren had always been interested in food and thought I would be an incredible interview for her podcast. I was so excited. For a few weeks, we bounced emails back and forth, learning more about each other and talking logistics of recording a podcast. I learned that Lauren's podcast was new, just like my blog. It was a great opportunity for both of us to grow our platforms, which had shared an audience. As we conversed over email, Lauren told me she was also a student at IU. She was from the area, but I lived a few hours away in Ohio. It was so crazy that we lived apart and randomly met through social media, but happened to go to the same school. As soon as we realized we could actually meet in person, we worked out the details to meet when I got back to campus in August. When we first met in person, it was a Friday. We sat together in a small insulated room at the local library to record her podcast. She started asking me tons of questions about why I was vegan and the relationships that I saw between eating a plant-based diet and living a Catholic life. We talked about everything from the Eucharist as food to the environment to honoring God with our bodies. Soon into the meeting, Lauren had forgotten the purpose of the interview. Conversation flowed so well. It felt like we had known each other for years, not minutes. After three hours, we were forced to stop because we got kicked out of the room she had reserved. Lauren spent some time after the interview listening to the recording and taking notes to figure out a story she could put together. She felt just like a journalist trying to crack a story. There was something more to what she was listening to, and she couldn't quite put her finger on it. Luckily, we had agreed to meet again on Sunday to continue the conversation. When Sunday came, we sat in the little room, and our conversation picked up right where it left off. We talked and talked, and as an introvert, this isn't something I do well, especially with strangers. After several more hours, we were finished recording, but we knew that this was the beginning of something more. The something more wasn't a story for a podcast. It was a desire for friendship. After the second interview, we both wanted to meet up again. Lauren and I started meeting weekly because we knew we wanted to be in each other's lives. The funniest part about our whole story is that Lauren's desire to start a podcast slowly went away as we became closer. We joke to this day that the only reason God wanted Lauren to start a podcast was so we could meet. The podcast never actually came to fruition, but our friendship bloomed. We sat for long hours and talked about our lives, shared our testimonies, and walked side by side with each other in discipleship. We created accountability for each other as we walked through temptation. We went to mass and adoration together and kept each other on straight and narrow. And we've been best friends ever since. I love that. There's so many great <laughs> moments of that story. The two roses crack me up every time I read this. <laughs> it's like, oh, 
That's so good. That's the worst feeling. It's no. like, what do I do? <laughs> Both, Lord? A yes and a no? Okay. Make up your mind. Well, I mean, it worked out, right? It was a yes and a no. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I love, too, that Lauren has this desire for friendship and and this podcast and it just becomes the catalyst for you guys growing in in deep friendship together it's so good to see the lord work that way that's beautiful friendships that grow online in your situation through a blog through a podcast through email a lot of women are navigating digital friendship in today's world whether that is something similar to your story or something like meeting on an instagram page or in a facebook group and so i have some questions from listeners that i would love to hear your thoughts on when it comes to digital friendship this first one here that a listener sent in says, how do I take digital friendship to the next level? She goes on to say, there's a few people I know online because I read everything they write and I sometimes comment, but I'd love to get to know them better in a deeper way than just the comment box of their blog or their Instagram page. Yeah. So this is hard because it can kind of be intimidating to reach out to someone. You don't know if you're on the same page as them about whether you'd want to get to know them better, but I mean, the first piece of advice that I can give is just put yourself out there and reach out. I never would have become best friends with Lauren if she hadn't sent me an email one day. And you never know what is going through the other person's head. And it's likely that they're just going to be as happy as you are to connect further. So so definitely reach out. Try to put away any any fear, any feelings of intimidation because it's a person on the other end. It's just the same as you. And then also just see see if they want to call, chat, or have some other conversation outside of just DMing on Instagram. Instagram is great. DMs are great. Um, but if you really want to get to know someone more, just seeing if you could hop on the phone, both go for, if you're, you know, in different time zones or whatever, you can both go for a walk and chat on the phone, or maybe you can meet up in person. But yeah, the, it, it starts if you if you reach out. And yeah, it's it's very likely that the person on the other end is going to be just thrilled that someone wants to get them get to know them more. Yeah, I know you've been on, on the receiving end of those emails based on the witness that you shared in Sisterhood, and I have as well. And it's always such a beautiful feeling to realize, oh my goodness, especially with when you're creating something digitally, it can sometimes feel like you're tossing a very big part of your heart out into the internet and you don't know how it lands. Like a lot of times you never, it's not like you sit down and watch someone read your blog or sit down and listen to someone listen to your podcast. And so to hear from someone who that impacted and to get to know how and why it impacted them is such an honor. And so, yeah, to, to reaffirm everything you just said, send the email. It's so beautiful to receive those and to encourage that. It's just so neat to see how it can start a friendship because it's true. It is good to connect online, but then being able to take it to the next level. I remember when I had a gal who I who I know from Instagram and she invited me to a Skype date and we both are in similar seasons of life and it was beautiful and fantastic and it was so much better than typing responses in an Instagram DM. It was phenomenal. So Yeah, that's incredible. It's not going to be as awkward as you think like you think it's going to be so awkward to reach out and oh my gosh what if they don't what if they what if what if what if they're just going to be so thrilled so just it's not awkward just do it yes amen amen (laughs) all right here's another question for you do you have any advice for being authentic online without oversharing I don't want to share every detail of my life, but sometimes I feel that if I leave out important details about what's happening offline, I'm not really being authentic with others. Yeah, this one is a little tricky because it's different for everyone. There's not a one size fits all. 
here's exactly what you share and here's what you don't share. First, I would say just share what you feel most comfortable with. So for example, a couple, maybe a week ago, I posted an update about some of the successes that I've had in my business. And I talked about some details of the struggle that I went through to build up my business that would have an income to support me and where I am now. But I didn't go into, you know, my exact financial numbers or my spreadsheets or accounting or anything like that. It's good to share some of those win some of those struggles, but you don't have to go into the nitty gritty. And then if if someone like we just talked about wants to reach out to you, and then you can have those conversations more privately over DM or in person, but there is sort of a, a good balance. And then something else I would say is just if there's something that you're thinking about sharing, but you're not sure, bring that to prayer. Yes. I mean, God will help you figure out what what is good to share and what maybe you should keep to yourself. And I I think you can just sort of feel it out from that point. If it feels weird, if it feels like maybe you wouldn't want the entire world knowing, then then don't share it. And the people who are your friends, they'll know the authentic you. And it doesn't have to be everything that you share online is you. Like you, how do I say this? Like everyone knows that social media is not fully the depth of your person Mm -hmm. so it's okay that you're not sharing fully the depth of your person on social media yes yeah and like giving yourself the freedom for that I think a lot of times with social media today I see this when really big issues will come up that are really hard to wrestle with where there's this expectation that everyone will have an opinion and share it on a story or in a post and the pressure that that can put on people to have an opinion immediately so that it doesn't look like they don't have an opinion or maybe no one knows where they land on an issue and and that seems ambiguous and not very authentic. I think that that pressure, regardless of the issue, can be unhealthy when it comes to actually giving yourself space to process whether you even need to post anything about that at all or or being able to collect your thoughts so that you can present what you are thinking in a way that you you've had the chance to reflect on and you've had the chance to pray on and you've had the chance to talk over with friends who know the full you. So yes to all of those and especially the reminder to take it to prayer because it's not it's not like it's it's too small for Jesus to care about. He cares about everything in our lives and so being able to have the freedom to take what I should post on social media to prayer I think is such a good reminder. Okay, here's here's the last one. Do you think digital friendships are especially prone to comparison or competition? And how do you navigate that? Yeah, I think maybe because uh, certain information is so public and other information is private that it is potentially the case. But I think like we're talking about, we're, I mean, the whole topic of this conversation is friendship. When you have authentic friendship with people, and if you are trying to cultivate those friendships online, there might not be as much of that, or there ideally shouldn't be as much of that comparison or competition, because you wouldn't have that in, in a true friendship. But then I'd also say, if you are having feelings of competition, maybe with someone that you are not so good friends with maybe it's an influencer who has a bunch of followers or you know whatever it is that's another good thing to take to prayer why do I feel this way why do I feel like maybe so like I should be like them or they should be like me or what why isn't there enough space for both of us Mm -hmm. like how how can you take those feelings that you have and use them to grow to to figure out yeah 
there is enough space for me and I'm here and, and I, I'm enough and this person's there and they're enough. And, and that's, I think that's the internet is, yes, it does have this comparison and competition, but I think also the beauty of the internet is that there is space for everyone. That, and that's why it's great. Like your life is not supposed to be the exact same as anyone that you're seeing on the internet. And the internet holds space for everyone to be different. And that's beautiful. I think a lot of times when this conversation topic will come up, I've heard different conversations on podcasts or on social media, people will say, well, just unfollow who who you are think you're competing with. And that way that doesn't come up in your feed and you don't have to think about it. But I think your advice is really helpful because more, more often than not, at least I've found when I've experienced this, like, ah, this person, they're nailing it. They've got their mission. They're showing up. I'm not doing those things the same way. And so I must be doing them worse is that usually that feeling of, of lesser than or unworthiness is not just showing up on my Instagram feed. There's other spots in my life where I'm struggling with that as well. And sometimes just clicking on follow and just forgetting about it doesn't give me a lot of space. to. It's just burying it. At least this is the way that I process it. It's just burying it. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about why I'm feeling that way. And so I think your advice to take that to prayer is really helpful to really to lean into those feelings and figure out what's the root and what where is the healing that needs to happen in this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you, you and every listener, we're all so worthy of, of, of everything. There's everyone, everyone is just doing what they're, what they're exactly supposed to be doing. So there's, there's no need to, to think that you are worse or doing, yeah, doing something worse than anyone else, because you're doing it the way that you're supposed to be doing it. Elizabeth, thanks so much for coming and sharing your story in the, in the pages of Sisterhood in this new book. And then also for coming on the show. It was really fun to spend some time chatting with about chatting with you about friendships that start online for listeners who want to get to know you better. They want to find out more about Elizabeth's table. Where can they find you online and get to know you? Yeah, you can find me at at elizabethstable.com or on Instagram and TikTok at Elizabeth underscore table. Fantastic. And I'll link all of those spaces where you are online in today's show notes. And thanks so much again for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Letters to Women. Check out the show notes for my conversation with Elizabeth on my website, letterstowomenpodcast.com, or just scroll down on your podcast player for links to follow Elizabeth on social media and connect with her on her website. And you can also tune into our very first conversation together on the Letters to Women podcast via the show notes too. You'll also find a link to the little Catholic box and make sure to use that link as a Letters to Women listener so you can get your bonus. If the conversations that you hear on Letters to Women are something you'd recommend to a friend, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast. And if you know a woman who would love this conversation with Elizabeth, could you click share on your podcast player and send it her way? Or maybe mention this podcast in conversation with friends. Hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any future episodes. And I want to hear from you when it comes to these conversations on friendships. So the last two topics that we're going to cover in this series are vulnerability in friendship and what friendship looks like in seasons of transition. So if you have any questions around those topics that you would love to hear a guest speak on, just send your friendship questions to me via email at letters to women at gmail.com. At the end of the series this summer, I'm going to be drawing one name out of the questions submitted and sending a listener a signed copy of my new book, Sisterhood, giving and receiving the gift of friendship. And if you don't want to wait to see if you are the lucky winner, you can pick up a copy of that book anywhere books are sold through my publisher, Our Sunday Visitor, and I'll put that link in the show notes as well. That's all I have for today's episode. So until next time, be not afraid.